Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. Thanks for joining us this evening following a a very interesting episode of Edge of the Rabbit Hole with Keith Linder and the (laughs) quote-unquote, I guess they call it the Bothell Hill House. Uh, Ghost Adventures called it Demons in Seattle, which is... Wow, we're talking about demons tonight. So wanted to uh, yeah, get some information out there, talk about a few different uh, historic cases, and then you know talk a little bit about more of what a demon is, what a demon isn't, and not all negative entities that you experience are demons. Just because you have something fall off your mantle doesn't mean you have a demon in your house. And we hear from all kinds of people from all over that, you know, Probably because of the media, right? <laughs> so, wanted to touch base on a, a few of those things this evening. So, we have our chat shenanigator, Shauna, with us tonight. How you doing tonight, Shauna? Wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. So, and thank you guys for hanging out and staying for this extended hour, which will go past midnight Eastern. We seem to always do that. <laughs> but uh, we love you guys. And yes, we have the blue lights back awesome all right so shauna (laughs) should we tell them the big news or should we wait on it um let's go for it let's go for it huh because i haven't even had a chance to tell my family yet so (laughs) yeah i'm gonna be moving to illinois (laughs) it's happening this summer so as uh, many of you know, um, this is not my full-time gig. I am still employed, and they have agreed to let me work remotely from Illinois, and uh, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure that they were going to sign off on that. I just took a shot, said, hey, you know, you know, we've been together this many years. We want to continue to be together. It's a hardship going back and forth like this all the time, and you know, they deliberated for like, four months <laughs> and finally got the answer today so it's gonna happen awesome i love you shauna <laughs> i love you too all right so that's our mushy segment of the evening <laughs> we'll do more now mush together later on. now let's talk about demons yes the big d word the big d word so all right so demons um you know, this has been a very, very hot topic of late because that's where all the television shows have gone. Everything has to be a demon. Uh, we talked about a uh, certain individual last episode because he was involved with the Bothell Hell House. And it seems like, or seemed like, because I don't watch the show anymore, that about every other episode he was getting possessed by a demon. Yeah, at least that's what everybody likes to make fun of him for. And I know, Shada, you like to make fun of them for that. And there are a lot of other shows out there that everything has to be a demon because that's what sells these days. So what are real demon cases? And we're going to go over a couple of historic ones. And then we're going to talk about some other negative, nefarious entities and our own experiences with those particular types of things. And really how rare 
demons really are. So I just, uh, just in preparing for this, um, just recently saw a uh, interview with a uh, Spanish priest out there, obviously Spain, and he said of all the cases that come to them of people wanting exorcisms that are claiming that they're having demon activity in their houses, about one in a thousand, uh, you know, if not less. So they're pretty rare. And of course, whenever a movie comes out that has you know a lot of demon activity in it, or like you know back in the day when The Exorcist came out, all of a sudden the church was getting hit up with all kinds of calls of "We need an exorcism now." So our popular culture plays a lot into this fanaticism about demons. So um, Bonnie Halpern down in the chat, finally demons. <laughs> Um, I, I do not claim to be a demon expert just because, I mean, really, I haven't had a reason to research a lot about demons. You know, we're, we're doing so much with so many other things and demons are so rarely encountered. I haven't had that big of a reason to. So, uh, Tom McNicholas with a $10 super chat says, glad you're back, Shauna. Good health to you. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Shauna was missing last episode. So, but she is back now. She was shenanigans, yeah. though. Yeah, it's it's everybody around this area has been like every other person that you come face to face with is sneezing, rubbing their eyes, coughing. It's just um, allergy medicine seems to be finally working, and I've gotten some relief. So, um, feeling better today for sure. Very good. Very good. Yeah, happy that you are feeling better, especially since we have a big weekend coming up. Yes. <laughs> so we'll we'll make some announcements about that at the end of the episode, but we have some cool stuff uh, cool stuff coming up for this weekend. So all right, so demons. Uh, let's get into, like I said, a couple of the uh, the more famous cases. Uh, we can start off. Actually, let's start off. I was going to do it the other way around, but actually, let's start off with the one that made it really popular, which was. The Exorcist, right? So, okay. So there's there's little Linda Blair, whose head went spinning around and she was throwing up all over herself. So this, uh, this particular incident was based on a real case. And, of course, you know, we don't have the real name because they've hidden that, you know, for, uh, you know, privacy reasons, but uh, Robbie Mannheim was one of the names that they uh, used for this uh, this particular person. And oh, you know what? All my stuff closed down. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that figures. So what's interesting, I'll throw this one up real quick. What's interesting is that the uh, St. Louis University actually has information about this particular exorcism and the uh, real things that happened with that and I need to actually bring that back up because I'm going to lose my place of where I'm at so give me a moment here Shana this actually in your area not too far uh, from where you're at so hang on a second and I can't remember I think um, I can't remember if the house is still standing um or if they changed it into something else, I can't. I can't remember. Um, I remember looking into it at one point because you know I kind of wanted to get in there. <laughs> so who didn't want to get in there? Right. Of course. Now the uh, 
the house itself where they lived, and maybe I'm just going to have to do this from pure mem memory because I'm not... I must have accidentally closed it out somewhere along the way. Maybe that... Nope. <laughs> I closed it out somewhere along the way, and now I can't find it. All right, we're going to go purely from memory here, which is wonderful. Um, all right, so basically... Um, Actually, the story originated in the uh, greater Washington, D.C. area. The family was living in Maryland. And apparently everything was fine with this boy. He was 15 years old. And everything was just great. Just fine and dandy. Well, Aunt came over to visit the family one day. They're going to blame it on a Ouija board. So she had a Ouija board. And trying to contact spirits with the boy. I don't really know if they were successful or not, but apparently, according to the story, they were successful in something. After she left and then subsequently passed away a month later, that's when activity really started uh, surrounding the boy. And so it actually became so profound that the uh, local papers were starting to uh, cover this. So the priest freeze Mount Rainier boy reported held in uh, devil's grip. So this kind of explains the, uh, you know, kind of the chronology of everything that happened. So, you know, they tried a number of different things there in the Washington, D.C. area uh, to no avail. So they, uh, they ended up going out to the St. Louis area. And again, activity was recurring. And they ended up, they were, the family were Lutherans. And Lutherans don't have a right of exorcism. So they actually reached out to the Catholic Church. And so the Catholic priests were coming in and trying to help the family, help the boy, of course. As they you know, progressed, things started getting worse and worse with the boy. So some of the different things he was having, uh, you know, writing was all over his chest. Of course, he was, um, you know, his you know, fits of rage and things like that uh, were occurring. And they ended up putting him in the Alexian Brothers um, Hospital. And so I have, where is that one? Here we go. Alexian Brothers Hospital. That's the one that doesn't exist. The, uh, the home where the family stayed in the uh, St. Louis area, that does uh, still exist. But the Alexian Brothers facility here does not uh, which is a shame, Shana. I would love to investigate that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I know that the uh, the Booth brothers did a, a film at the actual house where the family had been. Although, the exorcisms were done at the Alexian brothers. Now, while he was in there, he was doing all kinds of crazy things like, you know, urinating all over them. There's the profanity coming out, you know, the extra strength that he shouldn't have had. Again, more writings on his chest. And this lasted for a spell of 28 days, so almost a month. And then apparently he had some sort of vision of the Archangel Michael coming and helping and expelling the demon finally. He has since grown up. He became a scientist living on the East Coast somewhere. Um, again, his you know, name is held privately and reportedly does not remember any of this occurring. So a month of his life is just totally gone. So uh, 
very, very interesting case. But this was the basis of the um, uh, of the Exorcist movies. Of course, they changed it from a you know a boy to a girl. Uh, something that was kind of interesting to me about this case is um, uh, the priest that was involved, uh, Father Bowden, Bowden, something like that. <laughs> I guess that'll be Bowden. I think it was. Uh, he had never performed an exorcism before, so he was totally a newbie to this. And there hadn't been really very many exorcism cases in the United States really up to that point. It wasn't something that had been performed regularly. It's more a little bit more of a European thing, but still even then it had kind of fallen, you know, I don't know if you want to say fallen out of favor or what have you, it just wasn't done as much. So he was basing his rite of exorcism off of texts from that were you know written in latin from like 400 years beforehand but apparently was successful in it and that's actually chalked up as a you know real uh a real demon case of course there are people that uh you know the case has its detractors where they say you know it was uh you know some form of epilepsy and the boy must have they say must have been because of course they have no proof must have been you know scratching the words into his own chest um, they do have the journals of Father Bodrin. Uh, he would never, uh, he never wanted to be interviewed about the case. So he was never, uh, there's nothing ever on camera, nothing ever written uh, about uh, from him. Um, his assistant, uh, Father Halloran, he was young at the time, and his experience with it was he basically held down the boy <laughs> throughout most of this. And while Father Bodron did his thing, and then you know he went on to his own career within the church, and then you know retired and talked about it a little bit, you know. So um, you know, interesting case. So let's see. Tom is throwing up addresses here, uh, eighty-four thirty-five Roanoke Drive, St. Louis, Missouri. So what is that address? I'm, I'm guessing that's. Um. Is that the house or where the uh, the hospital was? So, and Carrie, no, I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> say, be very careful about saying names. Oh, that's the uh, site of the hospital. Okay, very cool. So, I guess if there's nothing there, we could just mill about one day. Unless there's other buildings there. I don't know. I mean, how much do they talk about it around there, Shauna, since you've been in the area? Um, I not, it's not one of those things that you just hear in passing, you know, like there has to be like the last time that I heard about it was the last exorcism movie that came out, you know, where someone, you know, it just started coming up, you know, about other movies or other, um, you know, anything that might've happened, you know, in reality as opposed to on TV and stuff like that. So, um, there has to be, you know, talk of it already going around before anybody ever brings it up around these parts. So, mm -hmm. Diane Hilbert says she got to meet Linda Blair years ago. She's a tiny woman. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, let's see what else you guys have. You want to talk about this particular case a little bit? Um, let me scroll back down. Okay. So, yeah, and uh, Carrie, I, I don't know if you did 
catch it in the at the end of the last episode we threw uh some uh we threw a shout out there for you so that people can send some positive energy your way since i know you're going through a lot um x group home kid says oh and he says he's recovering well from his surgery so that's good okay x group home kid says or asks, do you think there may be more activity if people are like demons do not exist so let's provoke this to prove it does not exist I think I understand where it's coming from. So, do you think there more be maybe more activity if people are trying to prove they don't exist? Is that the way you took it, Shama? I'm not. I'm not sure. I would have to find it and read it. Yeah, um, I'm looking. Do you think there may be more activity if people are like demons do not exist? So let's provoke this to prove that it does not exist. So I guess provoking oh, to try to so prove it doesn't exist. Yeah, and then because of doing that, it's given a nudge to whatever negativity and stuff like that is out right. there, maybe. But then again, you know, it would be like uh, asking, you know, so are you a demon? Yeah. <laughs> are you evil? <laughs> are you bad? Because who, who, who answers that? I mean... You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and and that's a thing there where, and this is definitely something I wanted to get into, um, not necessarily this early, but we can go there. Um, it's fine because we can get to the other case here in, in a little while. So when something like, oh, you know, shows up on the shows where, you know, they've got an ovulus and all of a sudden the word demon pops up on it. And like, oh, we've got a demon. It's talking about demon. It's like a demon not would not sit there and say, yeah, I'm a demon. You know, usually, at least the way that they are generally, uh, if you want to go back to something like the Bible or religious texts and what they talk about demons, they're talk, they talk about, um, you know, them being the, uh, you know, great accuser or great deceiver, you know, somebody that's trying to manipulate you. So they're not going to immediately reveal themselves like, I'm a demon. They're going to try to trick you first and manipulate you into doing different things. And that's how they try to get in you and get access to you is they want to manipulate you first. So they're not going to reveal themselves immediately. Would you agree, Shauna? I would think that if I were a demon... And some have speculated, but if I was <laughs> truly a demon, um, I would want people to think uh, whoever my target is is crazy. So to isolate, to isolate them, you know, if they believe they're crazy, that's the perfect end for me. You know, I could probably get away with a lot of stuff uh, before they finally realize what's actually going on. You know, and then they, someone might be like, "Oh, maybe it's." something evil you know maybe it's something malevolent coming in you know oh, let's try this oh shit i've been found out you know that's that's how i would handle it if i were there you if go. i were Dean. yeah um tom mcnicholas and i just blew right by it um yeah i'm doing bad at this tonight <laughs> um or was it tom I, just, I keep blowing right by whatever it was. I don't know. Um, put it in bold. <laughs> it but it, it was it was it was a follow up to exactly what you were saying. He 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 wrote it before you said it. But what what you said 
would have been um forget it okay so i'll just go to the next question per na was the demon's name kept the same in the movie as in the real case um i don't know if the name was actually ever revealed in the case at least from the stuff that i've read and seen and i can remember off the top of my head i had a whole list of stuff that i was going to have right here easy access that i just apparently blew away at some point during the evening um, I don't recall the name of that demon in that particular case actually being revealed. So, um, you know, and that's, I, I think with a lot of the movies, they, um, they, they throw names out there to, like, take The Conjuring 2, the whole thing with Valak. There wasn't a demon in the infield poltergeist case, but yet they throw out this demon Valak. And of course, you know, having the name is a part, it wasn't even involved. So I think with a lot of the movies, you know, they throw that stuff out there to give you a resolution and a way that they are going to, I mean, sure, having a name gives you does give you power over it, but for storytelling purposes in the movies, they'll do that. And so I think that happened in that particular case with The Exorcist as well. So, um, all right. So, extra poem cat isn't a lot of that stuff kept private till our, all parties die. And even when all parties die, a, a lot of that stuff just doesn't get revealed because if nobody ever talks about it, then you're not going to really know. So, Sean Gilmore saying, I think people are too fast to call things demons. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, so Fran Molino, do you think there's a correct way to ask if they have malintent? Um, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I've seen shows where they've asked, you know, are you evil? And it's just so, it's just so corny, you know, I, you know, to ask a entity, are you evil? I don't, I, I don't see why an entity would say, yes, I'm evil. <laughs> I mean, it could um, I mean, a, a human, a true human spirit, an angry spirit, or one that isn't, you know, feeling too positive, um, could still answer in a negative fashion. I mean, you could do the line of questioning, you know, do you like, do you like the people, you know, that that you're here with? Um, do you mean them any harm? You know, do you? You could ask questions like that, you know, without asking, you know, are you evil? So. I mean, it may not give you exactly the answer that you want. And I can't imagine, you know, I I don't know if a spirit would own up to something like that or not. I mean, they barely own up to anything as it is. You know what I mean? Right. So, well, um, well, and the whole idea is they're going to deceive you anyway. So would they really be honest with you? Probably not. And thank you for all the hearts down there in Periscope. Really do appreciate that. Uh, yeah, and Judy Wilson says, "Will you get a straight answer from them?" Question mark. No, <laughs> no. Um, you know, cause they're they're going to lie to try to manipulate you and deceive you and get their way with you with whatever it is that they are trying to do with you. So let's um, let's hit the other case, and then I'm sure you guys will have a, a lot more questions. So. 
Yeah, oh, I wanted. I didn't want that one immediately. I wanted that one first. Okay, so Annalise Michelle, which is what we call her here in America, but she was German, so her name was uh, Annalisa Mikkel. Um, but we can call her Annalise, which is just fine. So this is a young picture of her. And so this is actually a really sad case. And of course, the exorcism of Emily Rose was based off of her case. And she underwent 60 some odd different uh, exorcisms uh, throughout her life. And it just is, it was a really bizarre case. Of course, they actually, and maybe a lot of people don't know, is that um, she actually went through a lot of medical testing uh, early on where they, uh, you know, they, she was being tested for epilepsy. She went through all these different, you know, EKGs all through, through all these different tests. Uh, they kept trying to determine what was medically wrong with her for a long, long time before they went down the whole, uh, you know, exorcism route. And they basically ended up there because of the fact that they were not really finding a whole lot, uh, medically wrong with her. And, you know, some really bizarre things ended up, you know, happening with her. I mean, she ended up dying of starvation. Although there were many accounts of her, you know, eating like a horse. You know, it was, she just kept losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. To, she when she was like sixty pounds when she died, which was ridiculous. Um, so her parents and the priests involved were uh, convicted of neglect. So uh, they, what were they uh, sentenced six months? For neglect in her case and that's actually we mentioned it in a recent uh show that oh yeah i think it was just last week where because uh, somebody was asking about the exorcism of emily rose where that was an interesting take on that particular movie because they did it from the legal side of it since there was the you know legal case there uh with with annalise so um now as she deteriorated and oh wrong one um, and you can, you know, see where she ended up getting to, which is, I mean, that's just horrific. You know, there's a uh, shot with her with her mother, and you can see the, uh, you know, the the dark bags under her eyes, and she would become extremely, extremely violent, and of course, you know, spewing all sorts of profanity. You know, she would just start throwing herself against the wall, and just all these crazy things were going on. Um, when she when she did die, she actually had uh, her knees were actually partially broken from genuflecting because they were doing the exorcisms over her, which of course is why um, they ended up getting charged with neglect. One of the reasons why. And so this is kind of like her state of decay here over time, which is again just really sad to see. So. Um, you know, this happened over a number of years. So it wasn't just like, you know, one particular, you know, season or summer. It's not like with um, with the true exorcism or true case based off the exorcism where it was a span of a month. This was many, many years. So um, I want to say, was it 76? It started in 69. I think it was 76, something like that. And she actually predicted her her own death. 
she in one of her rants uh, kept going on about something significant happening in July something significant happening in July she died in July um, claimed to be possessed by six different spirits including that of Hitler which is interesting so um, I do have a clip for you of and Shauna you're not going to be able to hear it uh, but it is of a recording of her she she actually did ask to be recorded and of the 60 I think it was 67 64 exorcisms something like that it's like 42 or 43 of them were actually recorded and so here's that audio clip Oh, and they told me I had no sound. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's try that again. <laughs> uh, it had no sound coming out of the clip. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, who's he talking to? Yep, something broke in that. All <laughs> right, so like I was saying, we'll try this again. 
Uh, okay, so yeah, I know that clip is a bit disturbing to listen to. It's in German, so that's why I had the uh, the captions there. And so that's the, a part where she's kind of insisting about the recordings and using the you know cassette recordings and all that, and really in a way to try to sell her whatever message she's trying to to give. So parts that I didn't include there because it's a rather long segment. I just uh, I think I included like forty five seconds of it. Um, she's interestingly going on and on about church-related things and not from the perspective that you would think that a quote-unquote demon would where they you would think that they would put down like vehemently a lot of things about the church but she's actually suggesting things about how to you know uh, you know make the church better you know or you know, from a certain point of view, where she's saying that, you know, people need to uh, respect the Pope more. She's talking about how, you know, people need to, um, you know, different things about how they need to, you know, kneel at church, and uh, something about the actual kneelers themselves. She did accuse, like, the, the Dutch priests of being heretics, but was actually, if you kind of go through the conversation, she's actually, it's almost like a call to action for people to go back to church, which is really kind of bizarre. You would think a demon would not support that. Um, but she was also claiming to be Nero at the time, too. So, Emperor Nero, <laughs> which, yeah, he was around when Christianity existed, but predated the Catholic Church. So, very bizarre stuff. Um, all right. So, yeah, Pamela saying never seen the whole clip with the translation. It's like that particular one was like ten minutes long. I I cut out like a forty-five second chunk of it, um, and there's a lot of them out there because, like I said, like forty some odd uh, exorcisms were actually recorded onto cassette. So, um, all right, what do you, you guys have any questions? Um, Yeah, it's um, it, it's very creepy to uh, to listen to. I, I understand that. Um, and then Kathy's like, it's not surprised Nero was a nut. Well, yeah, he was. So, all right. Robert White, Mike, if one side has no faith in the light, then the dark side would also lose power because they run on faith. Um, Amber down in Periscope says it sounds like multiple personality disorder, and you know it. It's a possibility that it could have been. So they didn't have. You know, a lot of the, uh, I think an interesting thing that was uh, brought up in one of the documentaries I saw on this was that um, while they were, you know, testing for epilepsy and things like that, they didn't have, like, MRI machines back then where they could have, you know, done a full scan of her brain. So they were limited in the technology that they had. So was there something going on with multiple personalities? Possibly. You know, you're talking, she, you know, at times it was claimed Nero, at times it was claimed Hitler, and, you know, so a lot of others within there, but, um, yeah, the, um, there was, uh, she had a, uh, a claim one time where she had seen the, the Virgin Mary, and that she was supposed, claimed that she was supposed to be a sacrifice for, 
for mankind. So there's a lot of just bizarre stuff within there. How much of it was she just lost it and how much of it could have been a true possession, we don't know. Because there are just some bizarre things within the case that, you know, a lot of the physical things that happened to her, of course, the speech is very, very creepy. How do you continue to do something like that for hours without destroying your voice? The eating thing is really weird. How do you eat like a horse and then die of starvation? You know, um, very, very bizarre. So, and Shauna, you weren't able to listen to the clip, but what are your thoughts on on the case? At least, I, I, I'm not sure how much you actually know about the case, but from the little bit that we've been talking about. I don't really. I mean, I don't really get into that part of the field. I don't. You know, I'm of the firm belief that nine out of ten um, cases are not demonic, so I don't really research it that much. Like I said, I've never really had any experiences. You know, I've got one EVP that might even be like a shades of it, and I don't know. Yeah. You know, I own that soul, you know, as an EVP. It's like, <laughs> uh, you know, who says something like that? I don't know, but... Um, that would be the closest thing I have. Um, I've had some pretty negative energy around me. Um, I didn't, you know, coming out of the gate, assume it was a demon. Even I've been scratched before. Um, I've been scratched by, you know, kids that need their fingernails cut before. That doesn't mean they're evil, <laughs> right. you know. I mean, it just could have been anything. I didn't feel anything negative before it happened. I didn't feel anything too bad after it happened. Uh, just someone trying to get my attention, you know. People... Not all people, some people, um, are just too quick to want everything to be a demon. Oh, it's yeah. kind of a demon to get the most attention nowadays. And so, and then I, I blame the TV shows also. Yep. So, yeah, Zippy is asking so, did uh, she have multiple demons within her? Supposedly she had six in her, but those quote unquote demons were people from the past, like Hitler, like Nero, several others. Um, that were more you know evil human beings so something that was kind of interesting about it was when she was as hitler apparently she did speak in the proper austrian dialect that he spoke in so because he was he was austrian not german so um so let's talk about that then about you know because this is kind of where I wanted to go with it. I, I did want to share a couple of you know classic cases, um, but like we just had Keith on, you know the the Bothell Hell House, and all kinds of you know crazy poltergeist activity going on. Ghost Adventures calls it Demons in Seattle. That's their title for the show. Why Demons in Seattle? Because the word demon is going to sell, and Shana, I know you're you're on board with this. That this, you know, selling of demonic activity is really just for that, just to sell their product. And you know, for television, of course, it's it's their show. We we want people to watch the show. So any time that we have a opportunity to put a demon into it or the idea of a demon into it, we're going to throw it in there and. You know, you said nine out of ten times. Um, and I like opened the show with the uh, you know that priest out in uh, Spain that I was you know watching um, 
earlier, he was saying that, you know, one out of a thousand, maybe, you know, it's, uh, it's really, really rare. But, you know, we have this, uh, you know, this popular culture that says we want demons and it's, it's gone to a very bad place, I think. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like I said, we've, even when we've been together, there have been times where, you know, I either couldn't go into a room, couldn't hang into it, couldn't hang in the room, you know, did it feel, you know, negative sometimes, but it felt strong more than anything. And someone that means no harm can just be very strong, just could have a lot of energy at that time. And that's just how it's affecting me. You know, I mean, people need to, whenever they feel scared or if they feel threatened, or they, they need to just, if they can, just take a step back for a minute and be like, okay. You know, and then if you, you know, try to blow it off in your mind, if it still continues, you know, maybe something's trying, maybe something's there. It doesn't mean it's a demon, just means it's something trying to get your attention. And maybe it's angry. Maybe it is negative in some way. You know, that doesn't mean it's, you know, trying to, you know, suck your soul out of you or take <laughs> your body over. I mean, there are stories of that happening, you know. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say I don't believe you if you tell me that, but I would like to be there. You know, yep. I put more faith in what I can see and experience and hear with my own body. You know, I give, I don't know, <laughs> you know, that sounds bad too to say if you say that, you know, something tried to take you over, I don't believe you because I wasn't there. All I'm saying is if you say that you experienced that, that's fine. It would be easier for me to wrap my head around if I could have been there when it happened. Well, I think it's too easy to jump to demon as a conclusion. Um, Amber out in Periscope was saying, yes, I agree. She keeps throwing all kinds of hearts in there. So thank you very much, Amber. Um, yeah, I mean, I have had that moment of feeling like something was trying to enter my body, laying there in bed and something trying to enter me. It's happened, I think, twice, maybe three times. I never really counted it. Um, do I think it was a demon? I don't know. Um, you know, from my understanding, there are other entities, even human spirits, that can try to enter people's bodies. So I can't necessarily say at all that it was a demon. I was able to resist and push back and all that. Um, but I'm not going to instantly jump to, oh, it was a demon. You know, just like, you know, where we see people that, you know, had the example of something falling off the mantle and somebody screaming, oh, I got a demon. But, you know, we have these shows that are out there that are, you know, that are selling this idea. And so I, Shauna, I know that we've both heard from people, you know, messaging us, uh, emailing us, what have you, that I think I have a demon. Yeah, there, there's, there's been a little bit of that, you know, and I have this, you know, I almost feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again, too, in response. It's like, look, stop watching Ghost Adventures, <laughs> you know, stop stop taking that stuff as gospel it's it's not you know um that is tv yep. they're actors and it is for entertainment purposes only yeah those venues may have some history that's causing some activity to go on but the majority of the time you know that's how they're getting paid yeah. you know so I, I don't i don't even watch those shows anymore 
you know, and it just, I, I just, I just can't do it. Not even for entertainment purposes. It makes me feel bad for watching it, you know. Um, not that it's going to rub off on me or anything. Right. They, you know. Well, so, and also, you know, a, a venue, you know, a haunted location could have an entity there, some sort of spirit that is malevolent, that is nefarious, but it doesn't mean it's a demon. And we'll get to that in a second. I do want to answer a couple of uh, questions that are down here. So, from NR, do you think it was a mix of psychological and paranormal? So, I think he's going back to the uh, Annalise case. And, you know, it very well could have been. She definitely could have had some different things going on. Um, you know, was she, was she channeling some of these entities? Was there a real demon there? Possibly, you know, because of some of the... Uh, uh, different uh, different things that happen within the case but psychological as well it, given her you know strict religious background that she had and apparently you know she was talking about it you know in some of her guttural utterings um you know her vision of mary and, and things like that it, it could have definitely been psychological as well you know and if she was truly having some you know epileptic epileptic seizures and what have you you know, there could have been some physical issues there that played into it that made it seem like that. Um, so it could have been a very, it, it could have been a mix of, of both. I mean, it, it's really hard to know. It's really hard to tell. I mean, you could make a case, and this is where it gets very, very difficult with these type of cases. Because if it was a mix, then you have to, you know, start asking yourself, well, did she have these certain psychological and physical issues that left her open to getting possessed or did she get possessed and then it led to these other things happening to her you know very very difficult to tell um i know that they um before the mother passed away they did try to interview her and talk to her and things like that she just she refused to do so so and i think she was one of the last surviving ones for a while or something I know people just refuse to talk about that case. So, um, I thought I saw another question or two in here. So, X Group Home Kid, if you think about it, isn't it a classic tactic to make an enemy look like they're going nuts? Use a way to manipulate people? I mean, sure, sure. You know, that's. Yeah, we see that. I mean, you almost see that play out in a lot of these different movies, like on that subject anyway, where. All these different things are happening to this person and they're trying to talk about it and they're trying to convey their stories and what's happening to them and everybody just thinks they're nuts and of course that's part of the manipulative game of you know the entity is that yeah it makes them look nuts so nobody's going to believe them anyway so um in the case of annalise there were some actually um some supposed political maneuvering as well uh, because there were some different issues going on between the state and the church at the time as well so those things could have played into that case as well <clears throat> um yeah na saying it could have been a ghost or a mental health blew it out of proportion sure so um so oh from judy wilson how did you stop it mike the the thing trying to come into me i prayed i prayed so i just believed that by praying then 
I would I would be helped and I'm not going to you know try to push any sort of belief or faith upon anybody else but to me it it whatever your faith is I do believe that as long as you wholeheartedly believe in it that it will help you so regardless of denomination religious sect whatever um i think as long as in that situation i believed that whatever i was doing was truly going to help that it would have so that's what i did all right um so um per fran you should get a demonologist or priest on the show we had james anito on back in the fall demonologist james anito um uh, i'd love to have him back on we have to fix some he has some audio issues on his end that we have to make sure are good this time around if we bring him back on uh, but we can bring him back on because um, that was an interesting show when we had him so all right so let's talk a little bit about um so other types of nefarious malevolent entities that are not necessarily demonic so shauna i think one of the more um i don't know if you want to call it you know mean nasty or evil whatever word you want to use for incidents that happened to you you know was at the cafe with you know stuff getting thrown around all over the place that anybody watching these television shows i see one or two things get tossed around or dropped to the floor screaming demon that they're at the cafe yeah they'd go you know hightailing it out of there screaming demon but it wasn't a demon there yeah that in the funny i i never experienced anything like that before you know uh like i said until that night i was always under the impression that um you know they could not hurt you so um i very quickly learned that you know to be much more careful after that because if you know, they wanted to catch me off guard and toss a bookcase at me. Uh, they very well could, you know. So um, this was like, you know, big furniture, you know, being thrown around. Not just, you know, I picked up a chair. I'm talking about, you know, like a, you know, two couple shelves, two, three shelves, you know, a bookcase with stuff on it. Like there's no way I could have picked that up on my own. Probably, right. you know, and, and the reason that I know that is because, you know, I had moved stuff around in there, you know, sometimes just organizing in the uh, consignment store, you know, part of it. So some of that stuff was heavy, especially, um, especially that bookcase, mm -hmm. you know, and there's no way at, I mean, it was just, it just launched across the room, you know, I mean, it was just from where it was at, just bam, you know, and, and thrown hard. You know, so there is no way. And plus, nobody was there to do it, you know, so automatically paranormal. You know, there is no way. There is nothing in the environment, you know, that picks things up and does that. It was some type of energy, some type of force. Was it happy? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was obviously very angry. Right. Um, do I think it was human? Um there was so much stuff going on in different parts of the building at the same time that there's, if it was a spirit, there were several doing these things all at once. And it was kind of just like a chain reaction thing. You know, now 
Um, you know, it, it, you know, more like poltergeist activity, you know, really, um, a noisy ghost. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely noisy. Um, there was, you know, stuff going on upstairs before all hell broke loose downstairs, you know, and, and, you know, like I said, I had my dad come in, um, afterwards. Cause of course, if I was going to go in, he was going to go with me next time or else I couldn't go. Um, and he said, he kind of followed the damage trail, you know, and he says it looked like someone, and he went to check out the area where the tools were and stuff like that. And he says all, and you know, he was helping to do some remodeling and stuff like that, you know, too. So he was using those tools, you know, and he knows, you know, where everything's at. And my dad is a neat person, you know, so if he gets something out, he's going to put it back. And he said it looked like someone had just opened like all those drawers and stuff was, you know, not like, you know, they were looking like stuff was moved around like they were looking for something. So I don't even want to think about that. You know, uh, that part, you know, kind of spooked me a little bit, you know, because why would they be going to look for a weapon? <laughs> you know, I mean. Right. Um, so poltergeist stacked to be, you know, at what point. You know, like objects getting thrown around and moved, that's poltergeist activity. You know, if something was looking for a weapon, what is that? You know? I mean, he says that's what it looked like to him. Um, yeah, and, and a poltergeist isn't a demon, you know? And there's a couple different types of poltergeist activity that you could experience. You know, what you experienced there is kind of the classic, quote-unquote, noise, noisy ghost, which, what, which is what a poltergeist is. So, you have a spirit that is there throwing stuff around okay poltergeist or the, the poltergeist activity of you know someone's kinetic ability that's acting out which we see happen uh, a lot of times with you know young teenage girls where all of a sudden you know craps you know flying around the the bedroom because of the things that they are going through and so uh, poltergeist activities happen in the home but that's not demonic you know so. Yeah, that that was just, you know, there there was so much stuff, you know, going on, and then too, there's so much, so many different kinds of energy, um, in the venue and on the property in the area, you know. Also, um, like I said, a lot of negative things, a lot of you know, um, traumatic things, a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff happened you know, in that area, you know, that would contribute a lot of negative energy to the place. Um, I think, you know, and I think that it kind of was stuck, you know, in there and it did, you know, the energy never really dissipated, didn't it really have anywhere to go. Um, you know, there's right there by the river, you know, there's limestone everywhere, you know, if you, you know, researching ley lines and stuff like that, it was sitting, you know, right on top of a, you know, a connector point. Um, I mean, so that place was, it place still was is. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't think of any time when we went in there that there was, you know, nothing, right? you know, going on. You know, like I so said, I had, we had had some really disturbing uh, EVPs also. I mean, it was just... Um, there were some times that we just couldn't stay in there. 
there were times where it would be light outside where the sun's not ready to go down yet, you know, but yet the back of the building is getting like super dark. And then it just is coming out, you know, into the rest of the building. Meanwhile, it's still light outside. You know, I mean, there's just a lot of weird things, you know, that happen in there. You know, stuff that there's no way I would even uh, try to explain, you know, that I can't. You know, we've already exhausted, you know, different ways to uh, explain a lot of the stuff that happened in there. But um, I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it seems like there was a... I don't know, from some of the stories I've heard, and you know, a mean, nasty guy or two in there. Um, there are a, uh, a few different questions here down in chat. So um, trying to figure out who actually originally asked it because everybody's trying to get my attention of the shadow person question. So can shadow... Uh, shadow people into your body so you know shadow people is one type of entity that of course i want to talk about with this uh, because shadow people are not demonic you know there are some bad shadow people and there are some good shadow people so the shadow people with the red eyes the hat man the crawlers those are generally considered more malevolent type shadow people where something like the basic humanoid figure you know, or the mist, or just the wisp that goes across, something like that, you know, generally, you know, they're fine. I mean, I've I've walked into a location, and it has seemed like I have scared, you know, a shadow person. Um, you know, the, uh, well, I mean, you and I, Shauna, saw a, you know, a short humanoid figure at Campsville Grade School, certainly not demonic, that definitely not evil or mean or nasty, it was there you know it was um it was hanging out there by the door we kept you know kind of running into it it kept you know walking around over there you know making some noise and what have you but evil demonic no um so but the question can a shadow person into your body i don't believe that's that's their purpose now you do have the reports of like the old hag which is you know, related to shadow of people sitting on your body and holding you down. That's a little bit different than trying to get inside. So it, it kind of goes back to that question of trying to figure out exactly what it is shadow people are looking to do. Because you hear reports of uh, hat man showing up with a couple of humanoid figures in somebody's doorway. What are they looking to do? You know, I don't know. You know, I had the the first one that I encountered was humanoid figure across my arms, across my body, and ran off down the hall. What the heck was that? It didn't try to enter me, but it did manipulate me and and take off. So, not really sure what that was all about. So, I don't think shadow people try to enter you. You know, they they may try to do things to manipulate you. They may do things to try to scare you. You know, the uh, crawler that we experienced at Black Bear Church. Uh, was certainly trying to scare us out of there. It never actually harmed us or touched us. Now, when it was throwing the bottles around and stuff like that, yeah, that could have harmed us, but um, it actually didn't. That one was definitely a little bit more nefarious. Um, There's some reports now at St. Joe's of there being a crawler. I'd have to look a little bit more into that one. I don't know what's going on there because the report of it's a little bit different than other reports of crawlers that I've heard. So... 
Now, I believe they're interdimensional beings, but their purpose isn't necessarily to get inside you and take control of you like a, a demon would. Or maybe some other entity that's trying to get in you and channel you. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that they're interdimensional beings and not necessarily... I guess there's a difference there, too. Like in, an interdimensional being isn't necessarily an entity that's purely in spirit form. Okay, like a human spirit has no physical body where I think with shadow people, there's, I think that shadow that we're seeing is their actual physical body. So, um, okay, let's get to some of these other questions from people. From Kathy Silento, Mike and Shauna, would you two ever consider doing a show about faith in the supernatural? What do you think, Shauna? Faith in the supernatural? <laughs> I am not a religious person. I know there's going to be some people that are that be like, "Oh no," but I'm just not I'm just not a religious person. I am definitely one of those. I am not religious, but I am spiritual, you know. I believe in spirit, I believe in a source, I believe in energy, I believe in all that stuff. I do not pray, I do not go to church. I do not read the Bible, except for certain books I think are kind of cool. I'd research one. I just, I'm just, I was raised Lutheran, yep. you know, um, but I went because I had to. I didn't have a choice. And then I was very inquisitive, and I had a lot of questions, and nobody could answer me. Um, even the, you know, pastor of my church, and I think finally he just was like, you know, whatever it is, what it is, because the Bible tells you so, and that just was not good enough for me. <laughs> and like the song says, you know, and it just it just wasn't good enough for me. So um, I've just never been the kind of per person that says, uh, you know, it just it is what it is. Yeah. If if you know? if we did a show like that, we would probably almost have to do it, even though you and I are not really opposite on this you and i would probably almost have to take an opposite side on this um you know i i grew up catholic i spent you know some years in you know some christian non-denominational non churches um in my younger adult years and i got really jaded over organized religion so while i still have a faith that is based in christianity I'm not on board with organized churches, and there's certainly things that I believe in now that um, would be against church doctrine. Um, and I don't think we we wouldn't necessarily have to take that conversation into any particular religion because she said faith. So you know, because you know, I, I do believe, and we've talked about it that. Whatever your faith is, as long as you believe in it and that it is going to protect you, that it will. I believe in myself. And if, I haven't and had if anything that's what, take over. It, I haven't had you know anything really super terrible you know happen to me. Um, at, at one point when I was religious and did uh, pray. You know, I never, as much faith as I wanted to put into the power of prayer, I didn't have gotten nothing ever. And we're not talking about selfish stuff. Hey, I need to make more money or, you know, stuff like that. 
I'm talking about, you know, unselfish, you know, hoping something better for, you know, a loved one's health or, you know, please help just totally unselfish, you know, uh, and it never, that never really worked out for me that much. I know at that point, that kind of stuff is what it is. You know, that stuff is going to happen, you know, no matter how hard I prayed for it. So, um, but I believe in myself on investigations and uh, in everyday life, if I don't want anything, um, you know, paranormal, something, you know, evil, bad, demonic, negative, whatever, you know, to happen to me, um, and especially on investigations, then I just have to believe it's not going to, you know, I use, uh, I burn sage, you know, whatever works, you know, whatever crystals, whatever, whatever, you know, talisman of some kind, you know, I put an awful lot of faith in that kind of stuff to help me because, and it seemed to have worked so far, you know, if it works, then I use it. Well, if yeah, it and that's, work. yeah, and I think that's a, a thing there where you have a, you have a faith in that it's going to work. I mean, that that's your mindset. So, right. I, and I think we just hit. So, if you're talking <laughs> about that kind of faith, yeah. If you're talking about that kind of faith, then yeah, I'm all on board. You know, with that, um, I. You have to get somebody else on here to talk about religion, though, because that's not. Yeah, me at I, all. I think there's a difference between religion and faith. I think there's a difference there. Um, from Pamela, what happened with the demon after Annalise died, do you think? I uh, probably ran off and found somebody else. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, so, Amber down in Periscope, I've heard that spirits don't like change. I wonder if that could be too, so I don't know what that was necessarily in context to. So I missed that one. <clears throat> um... There are some other questions in here. That's the shadow person one. Uh, from Tom McNicholas, are Reapers considered to be demons? Um, so Grim Reapers, no. They a Grim, Grim Reaper is the personification of death, which isn't you know necessarily evil or anything like that. It just it is what it is. You know, death is a part of life you know it's you know it's the end of our physical life and we move on to wherever it is we move on to you know whether you know i mean apparently obviously some people still are hanging out here on earth so you know uh grim reapers are just they're the ones that take you across that threshold apparently so and it, it interesting stories because you hear on occasion, a Grim Reaper story, but you know, in most cases, it doesn't seem like they come for you. It just happens. I, I don't know, Shauna. That's a that's an interesting entity that we we don't have a lot of information about. Why do they seem to come for some people and others? They just they're gone. I, I don't know why that is. <clears throat> I've personally never heard a story. Um, I've been in the room when someone has died. I know that somebody comes for them. Um, I know that my grandfather came for my grandmother whenever she died because I smelled him. Um, as for other cases, I have no idea. I, I have that specific case that one time that I can tell you that, you know, I, I'm, I'm never 100% certain about anything. You know, in this field, you cannot be. But um, I will say that I am 99% certain that he is the one that came for her because I would know his smell anywhere. 
Um, and I'm, I'm sure he was the one that, that came for her. So, um, that's how I feel anyway. Grim Reaper. I don't know. I don't know (laughs) if I believe in that or not. I mean, I gave everything a chance, you know, but I just, uh, I have no proof or evidence that that's how it happened, so I can't really say I believe in it. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Kathy's wondering, was that or a yes or a no uh, about the uh, faith and spirituality thing? And Carrie Parrish is saying it was a maybe or a maybe not. <laughs> I think it's one that if we covered that sort of topic, we'd have to sit down and just kind of really discuss the uh, the way we would handle a very because religion is gonna get thrown in there. Whether is that what she is that what you mean, Kathy? No, mean she doesn't mean religion. She doesn't. Okay. She doesn't mean religion. Is the thing. Uh, but talking about faith, you're naturally going to have to talk about religion at some point in time. Because different people have different um, different faiths, and a lot of them are religion based, so it it's naturally going to come up. Um, so it's something that we would have to discuss about the angle that we would take on that type of subject. So, faith and spirituality versus the paranormal, and how they intermingle. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so a couple others real quick. I mean, we are over the hour. Um, so the one one that I want to talk about real quick, <clears throat> we already talked about shadow people, which I was going to uh, touch on. Uh, Reapers was interesting. Of course, we had Shauna's experiences at the uh, the cafe. Again, none of these are actually demons. You know, things trying to get into you in the middle of the night, not necessarily demonic. Um So Wraith, so Wraith was thrown out there during my Monster in the Closet episode. Now what Taliesin was seeing, her description of it was more like the red-eyed shadow person in her closet. You know, she kept seeing red eyes in her closet. You know, so it could have been a, a red-eyed shadow person. We don't know because we never actually saw him. I saw a black mist in her bedroom, and the other family members had seen other shadow entities throughout the house over the years um apparently her brother saw the red-eyed one at some point years beforehand Uh, but this one kept terrorizing her now our occult specialists at the time and carl johnson were hemming and hawing over what this thing could possibly be and they settled on a wraith um which in a lot of circles, there's actually a couple different def- definitions for wraith, but the more popular one is that it is a humanoid spirit that has become malevolent in death. And you could argue the fact of how do you know it became malevolent in death, because you'd have to know it wasn't malevolent in life, and I don't know how you know that. But again, not a demon, and we saw at that house during that investigate well we did many investigations of the house but during the cleansing of it when carl's doing a blessing over Talison and she gets punched in the gut and i have that evp that says die it's still not a demon and i could see 
a lot of the shows these days, because that, that show was what, seven years ago. I think we filmed it eight years ago. Um, a show these days would take that, oh, wow, she got punched in the gut, and we got an EVP that says die and all this. Oh, yeah, they'd be all over that making it out to be a demon. I mean, I have a hard time even calling it a wraith, <laughs> let alone a demon, you know? So it's just you know this bandwagon that everything has to be a demon these days is just it's just absurd i mean yes it was not a friendly spirit but just because it's not a friendly spirit or even if it's you know mean and nasty does not mean it's a demon so um all right so let's see if there's any final questions here and we will wrap it up um andrew cox how do spirits feel when investigators claim them as being demons if they are not demons? I imagine that's where angry spirits come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might not take that too kindly, actually. I don't know. Or depending on the spirit, I mean, maybe maybe they think, oh, you gave me a promotion. <laughs> um, yeah, I, w I would think that ones that, you know, that aren't, you know, mean and nasty that are trying to get a message out to you and maybe you've misinterpreted it as being something not nice are probably upset that you're calling them a demon so um what else um so per kathy shana what are your beliefs on family members coming for family that's from Kathy Silianto to you. Repeat that again. What are your beliefs on family members coming for family? Um, I mean, I, I considering you know the experience that I had, uh, I would ha I have to believe in you know that I can. You know, family members never come to me. I never get AVPs. They they don't communicate with them. Maybe one instance I can think of. Um, you know, so maybe they don't come back for that, you know, for me. But I can see where if somebody is getting ready to go to their next, um, their next journey in this, in the next realm, love, what, what, however you look at it, however you look at it. Um, if you're allowed to join family, you know, I think it makes perfect sense for them to come, for them to be sent, you know, to help so that you don't lose your way, you know. Um, I don't think that all spirits, you know, I don't think everybody goes to the same place, you know. I mean, that would explain, you know, why you hear from some, but you don't hear from others, maybe, you know. I mean... I don't think there's just all of a sudden everybody just poof is on this next, you know, in this next realm all at the same time. So um, I think it's just some big, I don't know. I wish I did know. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. yeah You're not ready believe, for that yet. Yeah, I do. I do believe that uh, family comes for you. Um, I've heard, you know, stories, you know, about you know, someone, you know, being with, 
you know, in the room with someone that I, and, you know, sensing, feeling, even seeing, you know, a family member that's already passed on, you know, being there. So I believe in that all day long. Yeah. Yeah. And by all accounts, I mean, I don't know if you would necessarily say that, like, my grandfather came for my grandmother. I think he stuck around for her, is what he did. And he was visiting people, visiting family, while he was waiting around for her. So, um, yeah, so then there is the question from Pungai Fungi. What classifies, because we've kind of basically said this not is not a demon, that's not a demon. So then there is the the obvious question of, okay, then what is a demon? Which is, which is a very good question. We'll get James the Needle back on to answer. <laughs> um, yeah, so demons, I mean, really they are very few and far between. But, you know, this is a entity that is essentially pure evil but they're not not in that sense where you know you're thinking like the you know the big horns and they're going to be breathing fire and you know the house is going to start rumbling and shaking and shit's going to be falling off the walls and all that so this is a an entity that is looking to take over you destroy you and destroy those around you so is that something that you know happened to Annalise because it did destroy her and it did destroy the lives of those people around her as well debatable but it is something that is looking to possess you by first and what what is the what is it it's um there's there's a saying what is it it was oppression, suppression, possession. What, do you remember what that is, Shauna? No. Yeah. Not tonight, I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, so th- this thing will, will break you down over time in order to eventually possess you. And just, I mean, essentially take over your life from you through you so I don't know if that's a really good way to put it but um, yeah so alright Kathy Cilianto is taking off (laughs) thank you all for a very educational evening this chat room rocks thanks to or cheers to Mike and Shauna you are very welcome thank you for hanging out with us um, Carrie Parish are different levels of demons, if you will. And there are supposed to be different levels of demons, and I'm not going to get into a whole bunch of demon lore uh, this evening because I'm just not up enough on all of that. And um, really, is it, I mean, it's kind of almost like, isn't it enough that there's at least one level of demon rather than multiple levels of demons? <laughs> um Virgin K need to do another show on this topic and um, yeah I mean we'll we'll bring on uh, somebody again who's you know dealt a little bit more in this field um, like James or somebody else you know because um, yeah I'm not the uh, 
you know, I, I'm not the uh, quote unquote expert on this particular topic. I thought it would be an interesting topic to cover considering the edge of the rabbit hole episode that we just had in which, you know, um, you know, quote unquote demons in Seattle episode, of course, you know, television trying to hype up a poltergeist case as being demonic and trashing it while they were there. But, um, you know, to try to get into, okay, what is actually, you know, an actual demon case showing a couple of classic cases and then getting into a discussion over, you know, the different entities that we have experienced and that we have seen and you know basically showing that yeah these things have happened you know they're mean and nasty but you know they're not a demon so um all right uh, i think that is going to be about it guys um really do appreciate all the questions this evening and i'm just looking to see if there's anything else all right. Yeah, I know it's late and a lot of people are dropping out. So um, that's quite understandable because it is after midnight in the east. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and do the shout outs for the evening. So uh, Super Chat Superstar Tom McNicholas. Thank you very much, Tom. I really do appreciate it as always. And so we've had Donna Gorton, uh, Cheshire Cat, chatting the chat. <laughs> so thank you, Donna, for shooting uh, all the questions. Maria Martin is still hanging around saying, I couldn't leave. She did try to bail out earlier. <laughs> uh, so all right, let's get into it. Kathy Siliento, thank you for all your questions this evening. You do appreciate it. Pungai Fungi, thank you as well for your questions uh, there it is carrie oppression suppression repression possession that's it right there and i actually had to hit show in order for that to pop up but yeah that's that's the that's the series oppression suppression repression possession all right uh there's luli tubi thank you very much luli for hanging out tonight uh jen k thank you as well zip davis as always really do appreciate it katie palmer uh thank you as well uh, I know B3 Airspace was in here earlier, so I, just, I didn't do the rundown earlier. Um, so the um, uh, Deep Down the Rabbit Hole Patreon patrons, so it's uh, Tom McNicholas, Grizz, B3 Airspace, Zippy Davis, BD Flynn, and Pamela Queen. Thank you guys very much for being our Deep Down the Rabbit Hole Patreon patrons. Uh, the Haglin and Cheryl Midkiff, thank you guys very much. There's Bonnie Halperin, yes, our other Cheshire cat. Hanging out there tonight. Uh, Sean Gilmore. Hey, it was great seeing you over this weekend, Sean. Uh, we were at the uh, uh, Paracon over here. I guess they didn't call it Paracon. It was a fair. <laughs> um, who else do we have in here? So Pamela Rainey, thank you very much. Judy Wilson, thanks as always. Thanks for the questions too. Uh, all of you guys. Carrie Parrish, uh, again, we hope you are doing well. And a uh, uh, quick recovery. Uh, Chipper Terry, thank you. And NA, I'm not sure what NA it stands for, but thank you for joining us, NA. And yeah, any of you who uh, have not yet subscribed, please go ahead and do so. We have the uh, um, the giveaway coming up at 6,000. So Vicky Victoria, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, and yeah, that was interesting. People don't change when they die. If you are evil in life, you will be evil in death. I mean, that's basically what we say. If you're an asshole in life, you're an asshole in death. We say that. <laughs> Uh, Andrew Cox, thank you very much. 
Appreciate it. Twitchy Witchy. I like the name. Twitchy Witchy. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Twitchy Witchy. <laughs> um, okay, who else do we have? Salute74. Thank you for joining us tonight. That sounds like a new name. Yeah, that's a new name. Uh, Tim Schoen, thanks for joining us tonight. Appreciate that. And I'm going to scroll back down. So if I have missed you, I do apologize. Oh, X Group Home Kid. There we go. And I think that's going to be... Oh, Lorena Moreno. Thank you, Lenora. And I think... Oh, Gucci Star. Hey, haven't seen Gucci Star in a while. Comes in HRM Rocks. Thank you. All right. I know. I'm tired. I had a really late night last night because I was on Dave Scott's show until 3 in the morning. Then I had to do some other stuff to finish out the night. Like... Um, the Hunter Road Media 365 and the uh, Daily Tarot, which are the apps on, um, or the skills on Alexa. Alexa, stop. <laughs> so I take and care of those. We have, a long weekend. we have a long weekend ahead, but yeah, I was just beat from last night. I've been dragging ass all day because of that. Because I didn't get to bed till like after 3 30. Yes, there's a long weekend ahead. Oh, yeah. So I, I did say at the very beginning. And we were going to talk about that at the very end. So at the very end, as you know, people have already taken off. Stay tuned. Friday night, we will be going live with an investigation. Do we want to tell them where, Shauna? Do we want to keep that a secret? Give something to look forward to. I think. All right, we'll keep the it's a good spot. We'll keep the location a secret. And uh, you guys can guess at where we are going to be, but we will be going live. And I hope the new toy comes in in time. <laughs> so, so check us out. It, we won't have a Friday night ghost rights because of that, because we'll be going live. So next week we'll have a Friday night ghost rights. And um, tonight's Friday night action will be a live investigation. So enjoy. Uh, Jojo B and Greg Rinkin. Thank you guys too. All right. So I think we got it. That's it. Appreciate all you guys. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. We're going to have a great giveaway at 6,000. And if you have friends that would like our channel, shoot them our way. Share everything out. White Rabbit Notification Squad. I, know I should have said something like at the beginning of the show. But you want to become a part of that basically because notifications works kind of weird here on youtube sometimes it works sometimes they don't whatever donna gorton's heading that up so get with her and um let everybody know when we're going live posting videos all that stuff is just kind of spreading the word and helping out letting uh you know trying to make sure that all of those that come out here and watch Hunter road media get notified so all right that'll do it have a great night, everybody. Take care.